On tonight's episode, the color teal is everywhere. We get backstory into Sasha's heart transplant and who really puts milk, mint, into a milkshake. You're listening to the Bad Inside and Two for One episodes of Chambers right here on AfterBuzz TV. Let's go. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Woo! How is everyone doing out there in internet land and on your second screens? My name is Flobo Voice, and thank you for tuning in to the Chambers After Show. Got a little dance party going on here. Uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty of Bad Inside and Two for One, let me do to the man to my left. He is a man, the myth, the legend, the guy who won't buy me a Brandon Nimmo jersey. Christian Blatt, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Maybe Jeff McNeil. Uh, I'm okay. Christian Blatt. Happy to be here. Happy to chamber with all y'all. <laughs> chamber with all y'all. And yeah. you can... Join us in the chat over there on YouTube. Uh, you know, say us a couple questions, a couple comments. We'll definitely get you on the air. Uh, I, we're here to discussing two episodes back to back. Episodes three and four, Bad Inside and Two for One. General thoughts, Christian, what do you thought? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Like we talked about last night, they're, they're definitely kind of doling out the story, you know. And we were talking just beforehand. They're definitely at the Netflix pace. You know, it's they're like, well, most people probably are going to watch even more than like we're watching two at a sitting. Yeah. I think this is designed better where all four of these should have probably been watched at one sitting. Uh-huh. Uh, because just think about the chunk of information you'd get from these first four episodes. But uh, I'm finding it interesting and I like that we're still not getting too much. Um, you know, uh, there's things that happen that uh, that surprise me. There's things that happen that make me uh, a little upset. I'm talking about Cheddar the Mouse. Oh, yeah. I was just like, man, it's just he's just there, like, oh, this is great. Yeah, there's hot dogs. I'm just gonna hang out on the counter, and uh, I know there's this girl seems a little off, but all right, she's giving me hot dogs. I guess I trust her. That was your mistake, Cheddar. <laughs> Coming hot with a Cheddar take. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to say just before we go into that. Uh, if we were to watch an episode of time, how much time do you think you would need to decompress and think and digest an episode before moving on to the next one? So just one at a time? Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know. Let's put it this way. I'm glad that this show ha- isn't you know, the traditional style where we're waiting a week between episodes. Sure. Because when it's Netflix style, it works when they dole out the information. If you have to wait for it, it could get annoying. You know, right. where you're like, okay, so since last week... I've learned another like point oh oh one percent of the puzzle, right? Yeah, you know? <laughs> makes so, sense. So, uh, but I, I think I don't know. I mean, I think it, it's great to roll into the next one. This isn't one of those shows that you're like, whoa. I mean, at least not so far. Where you're like, uh, I'm going to need a few minutes. You know, sometimes some of the like some of the Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I can't start this next one yet. I gotta right. let me go get a snack. Let me walk around. <laughs> you know, there's too much going on. You know, get off the couch. Uh, speaking of uh, people uh, going through a tensity, so our boy Cheddar, the unsung hero oh, here. Man. Uh, I just want to have you a bit of your thoughts here because he gets his I mean, he gets his tail chopped off, and it's and, totally... and not for doing anything. It's not like she chopped off his tail when he bit her, right? You know, that's a that's a cause and effect. <laughs> He got called out on strike four or five. Yeah, but you bite me, I'm cutting your tail off. For all the mice out there in the chat, right? Like, keep that's, that in mind, okay? Five minutes in two baseball references, I love it. So, but the thing is, she was was cutting, I guess, Vienna sausages or hot dogs, and it seemed like that she was compelled to chop off the tail. Well, we all know who chopped off that cha- that tail. That wasn't Sasha. That's Becky. <laughs> Becky's got a mouse problem. You know? Yeah, because again, the one in her house was missing a tail, but somehow still hangs around her room. 
Well, I mean, you still got to eat. Right. You know? Just because right. you don't have a tail doesn't mean you don't got to eat. I just know? figured that would be the kind of house that I have an orchid man come by or something, you know? Oh, yeah. They, well, yeah. yeah they, they, probably probably something fancier than the orchid man, but I know what you're saying. Got right? you. Yeah, you, know, you, you would think that they wouldn't have rodents in that house. But then it's also, it's like, I mean, it is the desert, you know? Right. So there's only so much you can do, you know? I think they're just lucky not to have, like, scorpions crawling around there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean the German rock band. I mean actual. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, Rob. Okay, so um, we were talking about Cheddar. He's kind of the Greek, the Greek chorus here as far as, as showing the progression of Sasha's beckification, if I could be so bold. I did, uh, Wow, the beckification, the beckification of Miss Sasha. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, now, now we got like his, his demise a bit. But the thing is, for me, I'm surprised at so much remorse she had now, about the idea of how she is going on this, like, this total transformation. Um, what's that say about her will to like react again on bigger things? Escalation, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I think she's... Uh, Sasha is a little bit horrified in what she's finding out about Becky, you know? Right. I mean, sure, uh, you know, Penelope and her family get, what, $2 million in a settlement from the company that makes the... whatever it was, mm-hmm. the, the steam shower. But... At the same time, it's like, all right, but her story is pretty compelling that Becky did that, you know? And that creepy notebook, I mean, it would be hard for me to get over that if, you know, I considered myself so lucky to get a a replacement heart. And then you find out about the person who's like, yeah, you know, it's the kind of person who, uh, you know, drew this. Right. And uh, I'd be afraid to show it to Elliot or anybody else. I'm just like, man, I don't want anybody to see this creepy stuff. So I think that the little bit that she finds out about her, uh, it's making her upset. And that sort of fuels this. It's not quite an obsession, but she's really focused on finding out more. And you know what? It ha- Actually, I'd say by season, uh, it's not season, episode four, it is getting to be a bit of a, an obsession. But I don't blame her. Like, you need to know because the story is too weird. Right. The little bits you do know. For sure. You know? Well, so. shout out to External Shockwave in the chat. How you doing? Uh, props to everyone in the chat watching and mulling about. But we mentioned just a minute ago about Penelope. So we get a little bit more into her backstory and a little bit more into the rift between her and the other girls. And even uh, that steam shower episode. Because to me at first, when uh, Sasha was giving around the, the bands, the, the Becky Lafree Forever uh, bands, yeah. as an as a underhanded scheme almost uh, to see what the scar came, I wasn't expecting Penelope at all. Uh, and she was the one the culprit um and then when she showed her arms later on i thought she was cutting herself but that wasn't the case right no no i thought that the the reveal was far more interesting you know what i mean that uh i don't know certainly not what i thought and then the scene a little bit later i think it's still that first it's still episode three when she's getting into the bath and she like takes off her her wig i mean for you know and then you see her back and it's like oh it's actually a lot worse right you know because she says to sasha that she put her arms up but clearly it got her all over and yeah i think uh that they're well situated for that two million dollar settlement you know considering what happened to her she's lucky it didn't get her face you know good point yeah here's the question do you think that's becky being a, a bad person or a rift or did she have some sort of in deep inside intuition that, to i think that's the question like what drove her to do something like that and is it what she intended you know 
Yeah, sometimes you you know, look, I, I locked my brother out of the house when what? I was like seven just because, and uh, he got so mad he uh, pounded on the uh, glass door, and I got a little shard that flew in, and uh, to, I have a little scar where I'm pointing on, on the camera, like right here, to, basically underneath my Adam's apple. And I think the lesson learned there was like, Oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't lock your brother out of the house because he's bigger and stronger than you. Sure. You know? Um, but uh, so I think that it was just in the moment, maybe Becky was like, this is funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it was. I mean, again, we don't know Becky yet. That's the interesting thing. But it, it's hard to imagine it coming from a place of uh, I want to really hurt this girl. You know, Elliot talks about Penelope as like basically a borderline stalker. And that they used to be friends, but she wasn't really a friend. She was her shadow, is what he says. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine that somebody that was in your life in that way, that you want to actually hurt them, unless, what was Penelope up to? You know, what what would motivate her to do something worse than just like, oh, just kids messing around and, you know, locking somebody into something, you know? Did so. that story with your brother really happen? Mm-hmm. Are you an organ donor? I'm just curious. I, uh, I got to ask. I got to ask. No, you. no, no. Uh, no, I am. But uh, you know, we talked about this last night. Yeah. Uh, you, Jackie, and I. Yeah. Uh, Jackie's on assignment tonight. Jackie's on way. assignment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she's she's testing out electrocution theories. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, no. I, I was an organ donor, and then I when I renew my license, I actually don't know if I checked it off or not. So uh, I don't know. I'll yeah. have to ask my wife. She'll she'll know if uh, if I'm an organ donor. But no, I, yeah, that that definitely happened. It was just like a little shard of glass. They had to go Whew. and take it out. But uh, you know, definitely learned learned a lesson from that. Yeah, man, don't mess with you, man. So I'll, <laughs> don't I'll mess like, with my brother. Yeah, but good point. The blaster is crazy. That's true. Uh, it's kind of funny with with Sasha's obsession, and even though she realizes that Penelope is the one that put the camera in Becky's room, it's almost like she's trusting her because that's like her anchor to this whole swooped up crazy world in, in Crystal Valley High School. Um, so much. So that later on in that episode, she sees, quote-unquote, air quotes, a Penelope and Marnie coming out of her car, right? That was interesting. That yeah. was a, a cool trick. I was For a second there, I kind of believed that. I thought it was like, oh, maybe this might be them doing a trick or something. But no, it's another one of her visions. Well, and also very clearly, Penelope, uh, she had on, I don't know if she had on like a, she had a sleeve of shirt on and she wasn't burned yet. Yeah. I, I think that that was uh, so. It was very noticeable that it was that. Uh, just backtrack for a quick second. I thought it was interesting when Sasha was asking uh, Mar not Marnie, sorry, uh, when she was asking Penelope uh, about the camera and all the footage. You know, she says, uh, she says, I want to know who's inside of me, and and uh, Penelope's like, mm, I don't think you do, but I'm going to send it anyway. So yeah. we get a lot of these sort of like telling. Very chilling and creepy statements about this girl, you know, that yeah. we that makes you wonder just who was she, you know. That is definitely an interesting point that I, I didn't even touch upon that. Penelope's understanding yeah. Becky is this layered and, and, and it's but it's still teasing talk. Yeah. It's not like yo, she's bad, here's why. It's kinda yeah. like, yo, I'm just saying it's, up it's just to like you, I don't bro. know if you want to find out about it, but yeah. yeah. So and uh so I don't know, I think the idea that there's there's something to Becky uh is on display when she goes into the the place where they do the photos and they read your auras, which you still don't quite get how that works. You know yeah. how you take a picture and the picture can read the aura. Well, it seemed like it was kind of a carnival trick, didn't it? It's kind of like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do this thing and it's fine. It's ten dollars hey, for you. <laughs> it's ten bucks. Yeah, it's not like getting your palm read, which is clearly a science and, oh, well, totally and well worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got your palm read before? No, I've never got. I, I always go to a place like that to do it, and I always bail. I'm always like, ah, I can't do it. Yeah, but see, if they're good at their job, they know that you're not going to go through with it. So they you can lock, lock the doors. Yeah, so they're just like, 
Uh, it's 4.45. Uh, we might as well go home today because Flobo's going to come in and he's not going to actually get his, his reading. I'll go to Vegas and gamble, no problem. But I go to Tower Reading. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just, yeah, no. Save, save that money for the sports book. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, true story. Uh, I've actually not made a dime in sports books. I'm actually better at slots. I've made a few dimes. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Props. Uh, so uh, Sasha's sitting there taking a picture um, uh, to see what her aura looks like. And the photographer freaks out. She says, Inzin! Inzin! And goes, get the heck out. Take your money. Go on there. I got to ask you, man, how would you feel if someone's got you to do the aura photo and didn't even tell you, you know, this is what your aura is. Just get out. I would be really determined to not leave. I'm like, you have to tell me why you're freaking out so much. Yeah. Because now I'm freaking out double. Right. You know? And before she goes in the shop, is that when she sees the creepy old lady from the first episode? Yeah. She's okay. on her way to so, catch up the Penelope and so, Marnie. Yeah, and so then. she's already – Sasha's already dealing with, uh, you know, a little bit like, what – you know, she sees she, she sees like a vision of Sasha and Penelope mm-hmm. getting out of her car. And then also she sees the creepy old lady again, who I don't know if she remembers the same creepy old lady, but we do. <laughs> we don't have to live this life. Creepy old lady. You know? Yeah, and and then I think then getting the aura – I don't even know what you call that, the aura reader, but yeah. you know the seer or whatever she is. Uh, I was just like, I, 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 can't, I can't leave. I, I know you're throwing me out of the store because you're weirded out, but you have to understand, like – this is this is me. This is my life. I have to understand, you know, why you asked me if I had a twin. Right. It's a weird thing to be asked yeah. when you do not have a twin. I mean, unless you have like a you know, secret twin that you don't know and you're separated at birth. One of those things. So you don't see the, the aura photo at first, but did you have an idea what you think it might have been? Like what would be on the photograph? I mean, I thought it was a cool effect that when she looked at it, it kind of alternated between Becky and her later on. But- we, oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, and then when she f- just first looks at it, I, I didn't notice anything about like the color around it it didn't it didn't look any different than any of the other pictures yeah did it look any different to you or i you know what no it didn't it looked like the one because becky had had one in with all that junk that was mysteriously just left in her car yeah for yeah. sure i i was thinking it would be another one of those like drawings or the mask thing that she was drawing mm-hmm. so when it was a photograph i right, was like right. well who is that hey it kind of looks like becky but it's changing bro you know what <laughs> i mean it was one of those one of those crazy moments there so all right so we have with the backstory with Penelope and 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 we have the or photograph, Sasha's even more confused of what's inside of her chest, and she's freaking out. I think her inner circle's looking at her, going like, "Are you okay?" Or, yeah. And Yvonne's even saying, "Hey, maybe you're just going a bit too much." I'm jumping in a little bit, but no, no. And, and Yvonne makes the point: it's like, you know, I think I this is my fault. I I got you started down this road by saying that thing about like, well, if you're electrocuted, you can't donate your organs, right? You know, so I, I, I can understand her feeling bad, like, oh, wow, you've really, really pursued this a lot further than I thought you would. You made us Google it. <laughs> right, right. And you got to feel for Frank. You know, he just doesn't know what to do. You right. Know? Uh, you know, and there may be some bad decision making over the course of these two episodes for Frank. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but and, and I like that these two episodes both started with flashbacks to the night that Sasha had the heart attack. And I... Uh, uh, Flobo and I haven't watched further than episodes right. three and four, so I expect that might continue. Uh, it's been interesting to kind of see, you know. And it did throw me off in episode three. I was kind of like, who else is is because right? Because you know the way episode two ends, he's, he's in the house, but then right. it starts off with him being like, 
who, what? And he gets up and leave. I'm like, well, is there another another character we're ever going to be introduced to? But it was kind of cool. It was a throwback. Right, right, absolutely. That faithful night. Yeah. Um, just another topic that I want to get on, on for this episode three was definitely interesting how the Lefevers, how they both, or even all three if you count Elliot, yeah. how they took their own ways of grieving. Uh, with with uh, Becky's death and, and Sasha's emergence and all of that. Uh, first, we have Ben uh, doing his Zen tapes, which I thought was interesting that he has a list of CDs from Southwest Annex. Yeah, and he, it's also he's got like a whole like drawer. He's got a library, and and then he's like there for specific things. Yeah, and uh, it's in episode three that he does the 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 serious meditation. Correct. Does he hurt himself in three, or is that in the next it's one? It's three. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just like, all right, this is weird, but I, I, it's the kind of weird that you know people do, you know? And right. it's like, it, it's, you know, you, you have people who do yoga, but you have people who do transcendental meditation, and then there's like, okay, there's whatever this is, too, probably helps him. And then you're like, okay, that doesn't seem to be helping him, you know? So I don't quite know what that is. And uh, obviously, at this point in the series, we're not supposed to know what that is all about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not sure if he burned himself beforehand, but the logo on the CDs is the same thing as his back tattoo. Yeah. Kind of cultish, but we're not really sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but I definitely think that that desolate kind of area, if a cult were to be evolved, that would be kind of a... That's a great place for a cult. That's a great place yeah. for a cult, man. You know, there's people out there looking for something to believe in. Yeah. Uh, but Nancy herself decides to you know put on her boots or running shoes and go out for a run in the desert. And uh, we have a very powerful performance with Thurman's character. I thought here. that was great. Yeah. yeah, it was a very nice moment going out there, seeing the CGI deer and running with that deer for a moment and and calling back home and, and breaking down and crying. So at that moment, though, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, when she was saying, hey, look, I felt Becky with me. Did you yeah. really think for a second she was on a path to, to getting past that? Or Yes, I, I felt like, okay, this is going to be a breakthrough for this character. Uh, and, you know, we don't. We find out in the next episode there's a lot more on her mind, but it just seemed like, you know, I can see being out in nature and like, wow, the way that this fawn is running alongside me. Yeah, I can see that making. Well, it's the baby deer. It's the same. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're not. You're not from the country like I am. Yeah. So you don't know the difference. You're just like, no what is that? Is that a buffalo? Yeah, is that exactly. an elk? It's all. It's, cows, all, it's yeah. all the same. Yeah, the second, it's like that. That's the one that moves, right? right. I don't know. Uh, but in any case, yeah, I thought uh, it seemed like it was a great moment for her. And it was it was it seemed like I mean, I think it was an important moment either way, but it seemed like it was going to be like a real defining moment for her. But and uh, yeah, but but, but then, then, yeah, so she's <laughs> in that car, drives away or walks away. Right. And, and we have that make presumably the same fawn. Yeah. Uh, basically dead for a while because it, yeah. it's all exhumed and like, you know, rat, again, rats. Are there yeah. nip, nipping at the entrails? Hey, it's a desert. There's a lot. There's a lot of vermin out there. I, there's know? a symbolism here. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I think yeah. it's there, bro. Yeah, uh, look, I'm with you. Yeah, but I just to me, this goes back to like, wh- what is everyone grieving over? You know, like what? What? what yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, there's there is a lot of loss. Uh, obviously, there's Becky, and you know, I mean, the fawn represents something, but yeah. So it's like, what did? Nancy C. while she's running, you know? I mean, and how does Becky figure into it? And, uh, you know, it's uh, still a lot of questions. Even at the end of episode four, there's still, you know, not a lot that you know. But uh, 
we, we you know we we delve into it a little bit, uh, but uh, you know I thought it was great that Sasha gets worry beads at the end of the episode. That's going to help, right? Just to have the worry beads, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. You yeah, know? Be fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even Ellie gets in that uh, whole little bit of that grieving arc. There, he's visibly upset in this episode at first. You know, or with Sasha having the car or whatnot, yeah, uh, and throwing the bands back in her face. And even when Sasha says take the keys back, and she's on waiting for the bus. Elliot comes with the moment of truce. This is the peace offering the of peace the offering. pink starburst, which I didn't know that there's only three in a pack. I have no idea either, but I'm, I'm doing a running tab of the things that are mentioned product placement wise in this show. Oh, there's a lot of Coke. <laughs> there are there's Coke, a lot Cheetos, of Cheetos and uh, Dry Bar. Right? Yeah, I'm surprised that the pizza wasn't product placement. Oh, uh, yeah, that I guess Caesar's and Christ check right. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the little Caesar's guy, yeah, he'll say pizza, pizza, but he's not going to write two checks. <laughs> so that's a problem. <laughs> that's a Good one. By the way, if they uh, want to, yeah, we just did product placement there. So if you want to send us, look, we're from New York. We shouldn't eat a Little Caesars. But absolutely. if a free Little Caesars came here on the desk, I'd eat it. Yeah, we I'd did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. the After Buzz uh, Super Bowl party, we totally had Little Caesars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we have them having their bit of a truce there. And then Sasha had her episode in the car, which she carries a song that seemed insignificant at the time, but it will be, it will pay off in the next episode. Right. And I thought it was interesting, too, the way that they, you know, that Elliot said the radio hasn't been on this whole time. So that's interesting because we heard it the whole time, and it's like, well, it's a TV show. There's always like music, you know, know, music placement to go along with the product placement. But uh, then that moment when it gets louder, I mean, we could tell that that wasn't real. But it's like, yeah, you know, the song. There's no song playing. Right. So uh, that was another one of those uh, creepy moments where you're like, Becky's trying to talk to you. Yeah. She's trying to tell you some things, and uh, well, because it's hard to uh, it's it's hard to understand what she's saying. You know what what the these messages are from Becky. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yes, episode three definitely uh, put down a lot more layers to the puzzle. Uh, before we get into episode four, I think we have a special message from the man himself. We do. Uh, we first of all wanted to thank each and every one of you uh, for making us, as in AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk, uh, for us to continue to grow. We could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe. If you're on iTunes, give us the five star rating. We need all five stars. Four stars is for content that's nowhere near as good as this, but we <laughs> need the five star rating. No matter where you are, leave a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. We were talking, if you're in the live chat right now, we'll read your comments. But if you're watching the archive version of this, go ahead and leave a comment and we will get to it in our next episode. Uh, being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to all of us because. Not only do we get to talk about TV, which, of course, we love, you get to meet great people like Flobo, hey! which we met on the Star Trek Discovery After Show. Good show. And here we are doing another show. Another good show. Yeah. So we really appreciate you, every one of you out there, helping us do everything that we love. So do not forget. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your neighbors. Tell the people across the street, down the street. Let them know and keep enjoying our shows. How many stars? Uh, I'm going to go with ten, except you, you can only do five. Right. So do it, twice. do it twice. Yeah, you know, do it in two different bar- two different browsers. You sign in one, you give us five, and then the other one give us five more. Uh, save IP addresses. All right, love it. Uh, episode four is uh, called Two for One. Uh, the big story here was what I like to call the Lefevre heist. Yeah. Uh, so Sasha gets the footage back from, or at least some interpretation. Yeah, yeah, some interpretation of the footage. We're not quite sure if it's the entire thing, but we think so. For what we yeah, and way to way, way to not check the compatibility with uh, the iPhone there, uh, Penelope. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) She's like, well, I can't watch it. You know? (laughs) Thanks, Penelope. That was a huge help. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, So we see some footage. Uh, Our our girl Sasha definitely wearing... 
uh, well, from old school, I would say a nighty. I don't know what the actual term is. Pajamas. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> a, I guess. A nightgown, you know? Well, uh, this is the, the, here we are at the disadvantage without having a, a lady here at yeah, the table you know, with us. Because, <laughs> right? yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to call it. It's a nightgown. <laughs> sure. Sleep clothes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, a de- it's a desert. It's hot. You know, yeah. you go to bed. Uh, huh? <laughs> Very similar to Becky's uh, doing what I would call like what I'm, a man like a dance. I mean, what would you say that would be a trance? I mean, um, a cry for help, but no, it's a yeah, dance. It's a cry, cry for a help. Uh, totally unaware yeah. to her. Uh, understanding it has to be a bit more there. Uh, Sasha decides to go back to the fever house now. Two things I learned from this uh, when she goes back there is that the car is tracked. Uh, there's definitely yes. some GPS action there, which. Dang it, Ben. Like, come on. <laughs> well, because the, the interesting thing there is something we uh, didn't talk about when we were talking about episode three, that there was this instance of Sasha signing her name as Becky. Yes. And I'm assuming that that looked like Becky's handwriting. Yes. Because that had been emailed to Ben, to Becky's father. That was the second thing I noticed. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what makes him be like, well, where is that girl? This is There's a lot going on here. No. Uh, and it was in the previous episode that he uh what did she she had tied something and he asked her like what do you uh the, have you uh, ever been the, sailing yeah i forgot what it's called but yeah she, the, I did the, too. The, the sailing knot that shows that, that shows you how much sailing that uh flobo and oh, i oh yeah done. yeah in brooklyn yeah. all the time bro yeah, <laughs> like, the staten island ferry you don't have to tie that up yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly walk right on yeah so uh you know so he's and because he's into you know I, I I don't know the the term chakras has never come up in this show, but he's into you know the crystals and the meditation and all. Oh, this chakras! Stuff. These yeah. are chakras. I was like, what? Yeah, the, no. <laughs> but uh, the Spider-Man <laughs> oh villain. Yes, that's what I yeah. meant. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant too. Uh, oh, but yes. the idea that you know, I think he's just like Sasha's. Like, all right, I I think Becky's still around. Like, he's clearly ahead of the curve, especially for his household, in thinking that, okay, there is a connection here that we don't see, you know? And he's very interested in finding out more of it, I think. Uh, yeah, he did heal the nail on the head. Uh, seeing Ben at the desk, no, seeing his, his two, his email, looking with the, getting emails from Coach Jones, which it's weird that his email uh, acts as Coach Jones, which is kind of weird. I mean, he just called himself the coach. Okay, whatever. No, uh, no, hey. And the sign like Becky, and then seeing and saying he's listening to a song that she knows and not, and the car is being tracked. Um, I always knew something shady about Creepy Dad. He's been, been creepy the entire time, but this is an extra layer to it. And it yeah. kind of pays off in this episode a bit. So uh, Sasha has a bright idea to bring the car uh, in and to use that as an excuse to get inside the house. And for whatever reason, how she does it, uh, she gets inside successful. Now, she puts on the gown. And you're waiting for something to happen, and then nothing. Yeah. At that moment in time. That's what I expected. At the moment in time, you expected I expected, like, she's going to get in there, and I didn't think that it would go further after that. I thought it was, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought she'd been caught as well. That's really the thing, is like, you know, she's already been in that room before, and Nancy was like, what are you doing in here? You know, so the idea, it's like, so you're in here again. Yeah. You know, what exactly are you doing in here? And also, why, yeah, why are you trying on her clothes and dancing? You know, so uh, it it was a pretty quick jump for Sasha that, like, oh, well, judging from this video, I need to recreate what she what Becky's doing here and then she'll be able to tell me. I mean it worked. 
So I guess Sasha's as smarter than I am. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I, don't know. I mean, how I many, would assume. I think most seventeen-year-old high school kids are smarter than with me. a demon anyway. heart. I yeah. figure. <laughs> yeah, especially those with a demon heart. Yeah. <laughs> so she's kind of disappointed. Uh, there, heads into the shower, takes off the nightgown, uh, touches a handle, and then she's in the lights change. I guess. Yeah, yeah. She's, I'm not saying she's like hallucinating, but she definitely sees Becky in the mirror there, and that starts another episode there where she passes out. Yeah, and, and there's there's somebody coming. The door handle is like you know about to open, although it, it, it seems like it's locked. So somebody's trying to force the door right. open. We don't see who though, you know. So uh, yeah, so whatever it was, it was too intense for her to be able to handle it, you know. And yeah. uh, you go easy on that heart, Sasha. Like you've you know look what you did to the last one, you know. <laughs> oh my so gosh. I'm just saying, you know. So like calm it's, down. Like yeah. you're putting yourself through this stuff. So Sasha get, goes gets a spot past the end. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, you know. It's, it's not so much of her passing out. It's what happens after she wakes yeah. up. So she's in the hospital. A uh, couple things to pull from this. Uh, one, she has blonde streaks in her hair now. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that those weren't really there. I right. thought she saw that. Right. But then the nurse comments on them, and you're like, oh, so that really happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, now is this going to – gonna like physically change and that's a whole other thing altogether that'd be interesting yeah if she gradually started to just look more like becky yeah right and uh ben says that she found him in the driveway yeah which is and and sasha knows that's not true you know so it's uh it it, it gives me the impression that uh he is like i'm gonna talk to her more about this when i get the opportunity but uh poor frank Frank's just like I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't you know, know what to do. And uh, we'll get to Frank in a quick second. Yeah, yeah, but, no, but, no, I know. But so it's like in that moment, he, you know, he. So Ben's got a whole thing going on, right? And Frank's Frank doesn't know what what's going on. But like, there's sort of I don't even think that they look at each other, Sasha and Ben. But Sasha's like, okay, so he lied for me, and I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. But it sounds better than if it was like, yeah, so she was naked in <laughs> uh, in my dead daughter's bathroom, right. and I found her there. So yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's just like what what's his game? I and I think Ben's game is to just find out more. You know, yeah. what, of what's going on, what which is, is my game too. And watching the show, yeah, so. what is going on? And and real quick in that scene when discussing uh, the events with Yvonne, she sees the wolf, right? Oh, the, the coyote, coyote, the coyote yeah. the wolf, right? Same uh, same difference. Yeah, yeah, from Brooklyn. Like, yeah, yeah, deer and fawn. Yeah. Yeah. I am the worst at speak and say. That's pretty much. I, I mean, was, <laughs> they're oh. all cow. <laughs> they're all moo. These, these these all say moo. Right? Right. Yeah. So she's she's also seeing things that are a bit more passive too. So not like the act of like Becky screams or like flashes of vision, but she's actually having prolonged and extended hallucinations. Yeah, so, and, and like a you know a, a coyote that's got like blood in its fur. You know, yeah. so this is like a coyote that's just killed. Uh, and at this point, I know I know you're going to cover Frank in a second, but we've heard about the coyotes earlier in the episode, so it's obviously something that is. I don't know. It obviously has greater significance that she's seeing it when, yeah. when we see that she sees it. And Vaughn's like, mm, I don't see anything. There's nothing right there. Dang, so I just stay strong, girl. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> or don't get more blonde? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so our man Frank, man, talk about thankless roles. I mean, he's trying to make sure Sasha's on a straight and narrow, trying to get the cash raised to get the experimental Ooh. anxiety meds. Help on Johnny. Woo! Old friend, apparently, right? But, you know, yeah, one of those kind of friends, though. Yeah, yeah. one of those kind of friends. Uh, worse than a loan shark. I actually have it here. He's probably moonlighting as a bad loan shark. Uh, tries 
offer Malone of fifteen hundred dollars uh, with a two hundred two hundred dollar a week fig. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's like worse than Jorah, man. It's pretty bad. Well, I get it because I mean that's how it works. Is like, well, you're not going to be able to pay it back. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like you can you can come up with two hundred dollars a week, but you can't come up with the sixteen hundred. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gone to him in the first place. That's definitely true. And I don't know when you're looking when you're looking for to be bonded to get out of jail. It's worth it. You right, know? but uh, when you're doing it as a as like a, a short term loan, yeah, you're just asking for Frank, it. Frank, sell some more fish. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, but. that's the impetus of today's episode. Two for one. Now yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. A little, uh, the, in the desert, which is it's, it's kind of the more you think about, it, the more ridiculous it is. Right, this guy owning a fish shop and like. Well, that's what he said. It's like if you're in the desert, you want saltwater fish because you can't really have them. Yeah, you know? man, so it's, it's like exotic. It's yeah. exotic. My gosh. <laughs> I mean, look, we can't all be Tracy Morgan and have our own Shark Tank. All right, that is true. Yeah. Tracy Morgan's a legend. Uh, but we, it's true. <laughs> he is. Uh, Twilight Zone? I'm crying. So I'm going to show you the host here on After Buzz TV. <laughs> you can tune in tomorrow night at the same time at 10 p.m. Synergy. Uh, uh, 10 p.m. Pacific, I almost <laughs> said. 10 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I'll be covering the Twilight Zone. Yes, thank uh, you. Excellent. So, But we do see an, a new character. Uh, Frank's dad, Harrison Yazi. Yes. Uh, shows up. Uh, it's not quite clear but he i guess he's one of the custodians of the tribal funds and where he has to authorize the request and he said he was going to do it but he wants to know wants frank to understand that there is bad ores around uh sasha or them in the family and frank's having none of that right and he'd been we know from the this episode or the earlier i think it's the earlier episode that they were sending basically sending cedar and uh, there's letters with it trying to explain that bad things are happening. And Frank had told – I forget Deacon. the point. Deacon, thank yeah. you. We haven't talked to- about it yet in the show. Yeah, yet, we, but- oh, yeah, I guess we haven't talked about it. I mean, it's an interesting character, by the way, yeah. that you know, it's, he comes across the cedar and is like, I'm sorry I opened your drugs, but I'm going to get in trouble. And he's like, man, it's, just, it's, it's not drugs, but I, I get it. Right. So, uh, yeah, so, that they, so Frank's dad had been sending this. For a while, and he told Deacon, just if you see anything come from that address, just throw it away. So Frank didn't want to know, but he definitely didn't know that there were these concerns about what's going on, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I don't claim to know anything about uh, Dine, which I guess is like a, a, a internal word for Apache or novel culture. But it is kind of cool to see from an outside perspective yeah. of the, like the different levels of respect to the customs religion through TJ, through Frank, through Harrison and all that. Uh, but what do you think uh, Harrison means specifically? I mean, you think... But this this bad vibe seemed to be generational. I mean, uh, Frank's sister, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sasha's mom had that kind of bad thing, and it's still there in the house. What do you think? Is it a single thing? Do you think just a multiple? Is it waves? I think I think they're different things, but uh, there's just something bad. I I don't know. It's it's like the old lady. There's something bad in Sasha because she has this heart, uh, and you know, it's uh, it, there's obviously a lot of concern. And again, we have concern about what Becky has done before she died. So, like, how bad of a person was she, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so, yeah, I can see them being you know, being troubling. So that's why when we saw the coyote in the uh, scene in the hospital, like we mentioned, we're like, okay, so this is like – this is this is like real. Whatever's going, whatever this symbolizes is uh, is something that uh, we should pay attention to. Frank, right? Don't brush it off just because you ha- you have a problem with your dad. You so, Hacha, if if you're Frank, do you get the money from Pop, from Johnny, your fish, something else? Oh, I would not get it from the from the Bell Bond guy. I I mean, I I understand the. Interesting, by the way, that the doctor's like, you know, uh, your insurance won't cover it, but we can get you some experimental medication. I'm like, 
all right, well, what is that? You know, yeah. he didn't really ask that many questions. Yeah, you know? he's like, Frank's like, all right, let me just get you some money. I'll work on that. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd find another way. I mean, you, I understand you don't want to be beholden to Becky's family, but I don't know. I think $1,600, you know, there would be a drop in the bucket, you know. Yeah. So I'm sure Elliot's rehab, uh, you know, was uh, cost less. Uh, sorry, cost a lot more. I said the opposite of what I was thinking. You know, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, but I I just feel like the avenue with his dad is probably the best one, and it's just whatever that is, just swallow that pride that your dad mentions, and just have him help you out because it's for Sasha. You know, right. it's like so make that sacrifice. But I. I, I don't know. I think the, the sacrifice with Bell Bon Johnny is uh, not the way to go. <laughs> Bell Bon Johnny sounds like a, like a goon, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. That doctor is pretty sketchy. And speaking of doctors, Nancy gets some interesting news in this episode, right? Yes. Her doctor says, well, you may be pregnant. And she goes, oh, I can't be. I haven't yeah. had sex with my husband for months. Yeah, I know. And then, and then a good doctor would ask, well, how many months? Three, yeah. because you know maybe. No, right. I'm just but like, no, I get it. I understand where she's coming from. It doesn't actually make sense. So then that that does ask the question: Is like you haven't had sex with your husband in three months, but anybody anybody else? Right. Anything else going on that you want to talk about, Nancy? You no, know? you've been traumatized. You yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> you know? but, yeah, yeah. So we think that that's going to lead to. If I'm just me, I mean, when. So we didn't talk about the scene with her and Elliot, but like at that point uh, is when uh, I because she said that she had a craving for the fast food. I'm like, okay, so she's pregnant. Yeah. So uh, you know, I've I've uh, had a uh, I've li- I've shared a home with a pregnant woman uh, two times because my wife. Did you know who kids. you were? Oh, your wife. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah just, just let them in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, here's some keys. Go right. Ahead. Okay. So yeah, my wife's pregnant two times, and uh, I'm just like, oh yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just. Yeah, you just need to eat. I mean, th- that you know, getting a, a burger and, and a milkshake is not that strange. It's usually like a little bit uh, quirkier combination. If it was like, yeah, it just seems to be the one that I want to eat. But anyway, hearing that, I'm like, okay, so she's pregnant. That's yeah, what it. Because oh, and we saw that she had an appointment at like at the doctor that she was going to have to try and make. So like, we saw that alert pop up on her phone. So we knew that already. And uh, so that yeah. So anyway, I I wasn't surprised that like, as they're testing her for. Uh, they're giving her mammogram and all that stuff. I'm like, no, nah, you're pregnant. Right. Well, that that I guess she wasn't expecting that. I kind of put a little bit of a rift in the beginning of the meaning of the relationship between Nancy and Elliot. I mean, they're on the way to drop him off to his community service. They stop for milkshakes with mint in them. Do you eat? Is that a thing? Really? I have no idea. I mean, so look, there's an ice cream that's like chocolate chip mint. I can right. understand. You know, you can turn that into a milkshake. But I can't imagine that that's at the top of the list, you know. When mm-hmm. you go to when you go to Sonic and they have like fifty flavors, you feel like that's not like in the top like you know, ten. So it it must be a thing because clearly it's what Becky liked, you know. Uh, right, and, yeah. and that, that was a little bit of a rift in between there. Like that's Becky's thing, and yeah. Nancy's like I'm trying, and Elliot's is like cool. Drives him to the uh, his community service. And she well, goes, let me just uh, interject really fast because there was a great moment there for Elliot where he asks, it was the last thing you said to her? And mm. she said, uh, I told her I love her. And he's like, yeah, the last thing I said to her was go to hell. Right. And you can Absolutely. see like that's a tough thing to have to deal with, you know, uh, if, that your sister. I mean, if you said that to anybody and they passed away, I could see that sitting with you. But you said it to your own sister and then she died and you never got to say anything else. So I can, you know, that gives us a little bit more insight into his frame of mind. Yeah. And there's a bit of a sympathetic moment there for Elliot, yeah. for sure. And I think of Nancy, which there are not many. 
sympathetic moments. I mean, really. Pink Starburst is a sacrifice. I that don't was know. Nice. Yeah, it was a sacrifice. But, nice. but you definitely have like this moment when when Nancy drops Elliot off and goes, you know, I'll come back for you. I want you. And, yeah. Um, she gets that news, and and poor Elliot's out there just waiting, like the kid being late for practice. Like, where's my mom? Yeah. Uh, you know, the cop shows up. It's Route Six Six Six. Like, no. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Get out of here, old man. Yeah. I was just like. Take a ride from the cop, dummy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But he's out there waiting for mom, and he had to call an Uber at the end. So, like, I think that had a little bit of an arc there of them being apart, them trying to make it work, and then for whatever, whatever happened with circumstances, it's kind of maybe back to square one. It was a little bit beyond square one, but it was kind of just a, a gut wrenching scene for for Elliot out yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, son. absolutely. I thought, yeah, and, and you know, he was like starting to connect with his mother, and then she stranded him, and he even said, like, "Don't come back for me." Right. And she's like, no, I want to, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, we'll see. You know, it seemed like he was determined to walk down the road a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see, I guess, in the next one. And uh, obviously, chronologically in the episode, the next part is when Sasha sees the coyote. But Frank also sees a coyote. So it's interesting. It's like, oh, they are circling this girl. Yeah. You know? So for, if Frank sees it, that's the real one. Sasha sees the one in her mind, the the bloody one, which uh, wasn't real. So uh, I don't know. I I'm uh, I'm getting a little uneasy around all of this. Yeah, you know? I understand. Yeah. I'm almost out of time, but I want to get your predictions real quick. Right. Well, this, the the last thing that happens. Gotta wait for the We gotta wait for the thing. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. The last thing that happens in the episode, you know, the the which we're not really that focused on the nurse taking her blood. So the fact that she gives it to someone in a car, and I don't think we know who that is, you know, that is clearly not identified to us. So that raises a lot of questions. Like, is is that Ben? Is that somebody with the tribe, uh, for lack of a better term to call them, you know, because they would be concerned? Is it somebody else entirely? You know, uh, so my thinking is that it is somebody in the tribe and they're really focused on this and they want to get her blood and I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they on the reservation they have a they have their own lab where they can analyze it in their own way. So I think that we're going to really dive into that a lot more uh in episodes 5 and 6. And as well when I mentioned we haven't seen those yet. So right, yeah. we can actually do predictions without that. <laughs> I, I it. think I know what's going to happen. Wink yeah. wink nudge nudge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my thing is more about that Southwest Annex thing. I do think it is some sort of cult or other other organization, yeah, and Coach Jones is a part of it. So I do okay, th- yeah, Coach Jones and and uh, Ben are definitely, yeah, all, yeah. All, all all for one and one for all, one for, for sure. all, yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the episode three and four recap of Chambers, uh, Christian DMZ. That's what they call you, or Christian. That, that's where you can find me. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram, as I mentioned before. You can find me tomorrow night at ten on the Twilight Zone After Show, and also tomorrow afternoon at one p.m. over on the what? Popcorn Talk. We'll be doing Marvel Movie News, continuing our spoiler-filled reaction to Avengers Endgame. So you can find us at 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern over there. You Marvel never Movie put News. over the Black Cast. You never say I have a podcast. I do too much here on the network, but I do have my own podcast called The Black Cast. Uh-huh. It's spelled B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Blackcast.com. That's where you find everything you need. Fantastic. Of course, I am Flobo Voice. You can find me on Twitter at Flobo Voice or on Instagram at Flobito and Flobito.com. And if you love comedy, the album is called American for now, streaming now on Spotify and Apple devices. Thank you so much. 
for tuning in. And vote Flobo. And vote for me. If you live in Palms, Los Angeles, hashtag voice in the hood. I'm running for business associate of Palms Neighborhood Council. Uh, until next time, well, next week we'll handle episodes five and six. Jack will be right back here in the studio. So again, until next time, buzz you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.